Good afternoon, good morning. This is Mark Johnson, CEO of Loyalty360. Welcome everyone back to another episode of our Leaders and Customer Loyalty series. In this series, we talk to the leading brands about what they are seeing and hearing on the front lines of customer channel and brand loyalty. We try to put a focus on those who are creating unique customer experiences and driving, most importantly, customer loyalty. Today, we had the pleasure of speaking with Brandon Del Grosso. Brandon is the general manager of Kongbox, uh, which delivers toys and training tools that best fit your pet's individual personality and specific needs. Brandon, thank you very much for taking the time to talk to us today. Hey, really appreciate it. And Absolutely. glad that you are a fan of Kong and you've got t- those toys for your dogs. That's great. Yes, I, I do. Uh, one likes them and one does not. That It's a personality thing, I think. Uh, <laughs> The other one thinks he's human. I think most dogs think they're human, but uh, one more so than the other. Can, can, can you give us a brief overview of Kong about the brand's history for those who may not uh, be familiar? Yeah, you know what you mentioned starting this off, uh, that you've, you've experienced uh, interacting with the brand. You have those, those toys, but um, I hear that a lot. You know, it's, it's one of those iconic pet brands. It's that red rubber uh, toy where you can stuff, you know, toys and uh, I mean, treats into it, dog food into it. And it's a really good behavioral toy. And so that's what they're known for. Um, they actually started the business 50 years ago. So this was, this was created, founded uh, by a guy named Joe Markham and his dog uh, Fritz. And it was really just to try and provide his dog with, you know, something that would help with uh, the chewing habits that he had. And so that's what kind of launched Kong. What, what maybe some people don't know is that from there, there's a lot of toys and treats that Kong um, has developed. We're talking thousands of different products. Um, and they're all focused on, you know, behavioral type products, uh, fun products, uh, things that are just great for your dog. And so that's what they've been doing for the past 50 years. Okay. So you mentioned something that's very interesting, kind of behavioral traits. Uh, we do a lot around uh, behavior on the, the, the uh, you know, the, the client side, the customer side at Loyalty360 since we're focused on, you know, customer loyalty. But dog behavior, obviously very important as well. And kind of understanding that and, and starting to drive the right behaviors early on is very important, correct? Correct. Correct. I think, I think we believe, you know, with what Kong is developing, it's, it's a brand that's embraced well by vets and trainers you know you'll see them talk about it a lot especially dog trainers because if you can start using these toys and treats early on and start the development of training your dog properly then it 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 always works out better that way and so their their toys and treats are truly focused on these types of behaviors chewing you know barking crate training boredom you know that's kind of how we we segment the the toys that we have is what can we deliver to each one of these behavioral challenges um, to just have a better you know, relationship with your dog? It's interesting when you look at some of the dog's behaviors, uh, how they're trained, how they're ingrained. What are some mistakes that people make with regard to training? You know, I think, I think like you said, maybe it's just not a structured uh, way to try and train them um, sometimes. I mean, I have a dog, uh, little Tebow. I've had four boys. You know, everybody just wants to play with the dog differently. Uh, it's not, we don't necessarily focus a ton at the beginning on how do we train our dog. Right. But we did uh, spend some time doing it and using uh, toys like what Kong provides 
and it's actually helped out a lot. So I, I think just early on thinking through, you know, looking at every dog's different. They all have different behaviors. And so it's trying to identify what's the behavior that, that needs to be not necessarily fixed, but that you can work on with your dog. And so, and I think it changes as the dog matures. Yeah. And I think that's, that's a very interesting point, right? Um, because we had a Samoid uh, a couple of years back and uh, it was, you know, it, they're herding dog, right? They're beautiful, white, uh, but we didn't realize some of the, the behaviors they had, right? And we took him to a, a trainer, very strict, want him on a command all the time. In retrospect, it was the wrong thing to do. The dog got to be very aggressive. We had to give the dog away just because we couldn't deal with it. But we were reinforcing those behaviors and he, we never, you know, alpha rolled him. I know some people don't like alpha rolling or not, but with him, we never did it. So him and I got to be, who's the alpha of the house. And it got to be pretty scary there within 60 pound dog. He's used to hurting, you know, tradition, they're, they're, they're sheep herders. So we had to give him away, but then we got what, uh, uh, a case hound, which is kind of a smaller breed, mm -hmm. uh, spitz dog. And we got a puppy, this, and the puppy and the dog are very, very delicate dogs, very nice dogs, but they're completely different, right? One is, uh, one barks at people, one barks at humans, one, but it, not in a bad way. And I think they're both, it, it's just interesting. Even breeds, they have their own personality, correct? It's, it's so true. I mean, if I were to look at my dog, it's a small dog. It's a, it's a cockapoo dog. Um, struggles with separation anxiety, honestly. Like we leave the house and it's funny when I, I am home and my wife, he hears the garage open. Yep. He's just right at the door barking in, in a panic mode almost like I just can't wait to see her. And so, so that's, that's like an area that you can help with the dogs with some of these toys. You really can, because when you leave the house, it's what's the dog doing at the house while you're gone. And so they can kind of cope with that separation anxiety. You may not have that same behavior in a, in a larger dog, like you mentioned, it might be more of a, a challenge with barking or, or chewing everything that's in the house. Yeah. Chewing's the, the chewing's the key. And we had a lot of Kong products and other, like the cheese dog, the cheese curds is all over the house. I'd rather chew them up than, you know, chew anything up because they're teething, right? I mean, it's kind of a natural thing. Their teeth hurt and that they just need stuff to chew on. Correct. Correct. Yeah. Yep. Interesting. So how do customers typically interact with your brand? And could you share a bit more about Kong subscription program? Yeah. So because we've been at this for about 50 years, and we have, I, I honestly think we've created just an, an iconic brand. Um, we recently surveyed our, our customers, just the Kongbox customers, just to try and find out what they like most about our brand and, and what we're delivering to them. And, you know, the two words that came back frequently was trusted and, and durability. Um, and so it's, it's a very trusted brand and, and very safe brand, very durable brand for their dogs. And so that interaction that we saw, we see people talk about Kong a lot. They love the logo. Um, there's a lot of photos that are submitted to us with, you know, how they're playing with their dogs. Of course, we see a lot of uh, trainers doing videos about how to properly train your dog and they're using our toys to do that. Um, and so knowing that and that interaction with our brand, we felt like it was the right time to, to create a monthly subscription box. Cause we honestly believe that it's important that you have that play time um, on a, on a monthly basis. And sometimes, you know, having a box delivered with fun new toys and treats encourages that play time. It, it just becomes exciting. I think for the dog and the owner. 
And because we have so many different products, we felt like let's, let's create a box that can be delivered and that we profile um, the dogs when they sign up. So you as an owner can sign up and you, you tell us a lot of information about your dog. So we know the size and the age and, you know, what are some of the behavioral challenges you're having with the dog? And then we curate that dog box. Uh, so we're delivering you what's best for you and your dog. And so I think that took us kind of that next step, that next evolution of, of interacting and having a direct relationship with our customers, which is, is understanding their dogs better, having more visibility into who their dogs are, uh, what's working, what's not working for them, and then making sure they're getting these toys and treats monthly. So you talked about voice of the customer a little bit, or voice of the dog, voice of the pet here. You know, listening to and understanding your customers, understanding those uh, kind of inherent or innate traits that you're looking to modify or, uh, you know, uh, change in some capacity is very important. Uh, but listening to customers is something the brands have really struggled with in the past, right? But, uh, you know, how do you get uh, your customers to talk to you and kind of open up about the challenges they may be having or what they, you know, you talked about the trust and, and, and durability factors, but then also getting into, you know, some behaviors that the dog has that, that, that they may or may not want to discuss potentially, right? How, how do you kind of in, engender that trust and, and get your customers to talk to you in a VOC manner? Yeah, I think uh, for us, um, and we do this even through Kong, Kong Box, um, we're an edu- we feel like we're an educational company as well. And so I think it's more than just delivering the toys and treats, but, but what are we doing to interact or provide some education um, to the customer about, you know, any of these specific behavioral things and we give them advice and in the, in the Kong box, we give them two inserts in there. One of them is a recipe card, you know, here's some fun recipes that you could be using um, for your dog with the treats that we have and the toys we have. The second one is, okay, if your dog has um, an issue with, with chewing, well, here's some, some tips that you should consider in maybe working with your dog on the chewing side of things. And so I think the educational piece of it I, will create that open dialogue where if they have questions, they can reach out to us. Rather than just send them toys and treats, we want to try and be more of the authority and the educational uh, company out there on how we can best support them. Um, I think Kong Box, you know, Kong has always been a brand that you can find in any pet store, even online on Chewy. But because of that, there, there wasn't necessarily a, a direct relationship with the, the, the customer. It was that relationship was with the retailer. And so Kongbox allows us to actually have that direct relationship where I think we can find out deeper what are some fun toys and treats and what's working and what's not, and then get their feedback. Absolutely. Can you, can you talk a little bit about that? Because that's a big challenge, uh, you know, consumer packaged goods companies, uh, pet packaged good companies, right? You know, they are disintermediated a long time, right? Uh, from if you're buying at PetSmart or Petco or even at Chewy, potentially they could be buying. So driving customer loyalty, getting them to kind of raise their hand and say, I want to be part of the community. I want to be engaged with you in a direct manner can be kind of a, a challenging uh, exercise, correct? And how did you navigate that? Yeah, I, you know, what's fun about, I think the dog space might be a little different than, you know, other categories. Um, but uh, people love talking about their dogs. They love taking pictures with their dogs. You know, they love uh, taking their dog everywhere they go. It's, it's really a fun bonding relationship. And so I think, I think for us, um, 
you know, they, they just naturally want to interact with us. We, um, like I said, the Kong box has allowed us to have that direct relationship where we can hear firsthand. Um, we, we, we can hear the, the feedback from the customers, from our retail partners, which is fantastic. And we see, you know, we kind of measure the success based on, you know, what are, what are the products that are being ordered most and that are, are great for them. But getting the feedback from the customer through Kongbox, um, letting us know that, hey, you know, my dog, who's this type of dog, may not be super excited about, um, uh, you know, plush toys. You know, we, we, and so that, that helps us figure out, well, how do we change what we're delivering to the customer um, and, and, and bring this curation that we want to do down to a very personal level with each dog? So I think we get some pretty good feedback. We also do a lot of really fun initiatives that um, we try and engage more with our customers. Um, and so kind of bringing them into certain, certain uh, initiatives that we're doing where it could be a photo contest. It could be, you know, a trick contest, things like that of how they're using the toys and treats. Um, and so that interaction there becomes a lot of fun. Again, people love showing pictures of their dogs and videos of it. So naturally it's just a good way for us to get <clears throat> i think a lot of connection with our customers that way absolutely when when you look at uh kind of dogs and their owners do do certain people have you ever done any research certain people uh, get certain kind of dogs you like small dogs i like medium-sized dogs that are fluffy and good looking supposedly or people like athletic people like athletic dogs i mean is there any kind of kind of relational traits that you kind of see in that regard i mean uh, it's something i've always i've been curious of yeah, um, no, not necessarily. I think um, on with Kongbox, we have a lot of really fun information, but it's all around the dog. Um, and so we, we can look at, you know, what percentage of the customers that, that sign up with Kongbox are large dogs versus small dogs. Right. Um, you know, I, I can tell you that, you know, more than 70% of customers that sign up are kind of on the larger dog size. And, um, and we, and which still, we have about 30% that are on the small size, but those are kind of the, the, the data points that we have to look at. Um, and it, and it helps us kind of figure out what are some additional toys and treats that we can develop for those size of dogs, because there's differences there. Got it, we don't have any data points on, on the, the, uh, the dog owner. We should, that'd be kind of fun to find out, like, tell us about yourself and, see if we can do any cross correlation between their dog and, and the owners. Uh, yeah. It's gotta be always be interesting, right? Certain personality people, certain people like sports, yeah. dogs, certain people like trucks, certain people like Jeeps, whatever it may be. Right. So I did so, you know, for me and I, I've always, now that we have this kind of case hound breed, I don't think I'm a dog, but I'm a creature of habit, right? I like four different restaurants, but I don't go out and do all. So now that I like these dogs, I like the way they behave. I'll get more of these as we go. It is interesting to see how other people do. Like some people have, four different types of dogs. I'm like, I have the two of the same. It's just, and I, if I got a third one, I'd get another one of that one. This is just interesting to see how, you know, you look at Netflix and the personalization challenge. It's kind of interesting in that regard. Yeah, true. So customer loyalty, obviously uh, dogs, pets, very engaging. Can you define what that means to, to you and to Kongbox? Yeah. Um, you know, for, for, for us, we, we really think of, are we creating an emotional bond? Uh, with the customer and is there any sort of engagement? And so 
I think a lot of the decisions we make as far as the brand with Kongbox is, is are, we, are we seeing that happen? Is there an emotion? Um, is, are, are the, is the owner and the dog experiencing the, this, this fun joy and happiness by just playing together? And are we encouraging that? And then are they engaging with us and our social channels that we have? Um, I think those are things that we look at uh, as far as from customer loyalty and, and building that culture. You know, we have, we kind of have a, a saying that, that dog, all dogs need to play. And so we focus on that. Like, okay, if it's every dog that needs to play and that's kind of our mission, what are we delivering to make that happen? And, and that comes down to even working with some really fun charities uh, on the dog side because we want to support the shelters and, and, uh, and um, dogs that help with vets and anything that's out there just to make sure we're providing that, that mission of all dogs need to play. And so anything we do, we kind of focus on that engagement side of that with, with uh, the customers. Okay, great. So um, you launched Combox Cares, your social media initiative recently. Um, can you tell us more about that campaign and how it came to be? So it came to be because COVID hit and we were looking at, and like anybody, it was just a lot of the news was, was very centered around everything that's crashing around us. Um, and as dog owners like myself, there's, there's always that fun experience with, with your dog. You come home, you know, dogs running to the door. I think it just creates that happiness and joy. And so we thought, well, let's develop a, a, a campaign called Kongbox Cares. And what we're really interested in is we want to understand how your dog has, has improved your life during this COVID um, situation. And we received amazing um, posts on our social channel with that hashtag where they were just telling stories. And these are very heartfelt stories, just how their dog has literally helped them through this COVID situation that they couldn't get through it without their dog. And so it was kind of a fun time for us just to change the narrative a little bit from being so focused on the bad and everything's crashing around you, but then focus on, well, what's helping you get through it. And, and honestly, dogs are kind of this unsung hero within families. And so we had a lot of engagement there. I think, I think when I looked at the stats on it, we, we had about a 1.1 million uh, reach. Um, you know, we had 40, over 43,000 likes, um, high engagement rates, really fun social posts. But what was kind of cool through that whole initiative is we actually kept track of what are the, what are the common words we're seeing um, through this campaign. And one of them that stood out is grateful because I think, like I said, when, when things are getting bad, it's hard to kind of have that grateful feeling, but what, what Kongbox does and what we're helping this dog owner and, and creating that fun playtime monthly for them, it created that, that emotion of being grateful. And so there's other ones like companionship, love, exercise, kisses, laughter, play, you know, but I think that one kind of stood out to me because it helped change that mindset of, of that person who could be start thinking more about what they're grateful for. And I think dogs 
fall into that bucket for sure. Absolutely. A couple more questions. Um, you know, what do you think is next, uh, the next big thing for customer loyalty, customer experience? Uh, you know, we as a, an association, we talk to brands on a daily basis. We have small-sided meetings with them. You know, a lot of disruption right now. Some, uh, you know, marketers are doing very well. Some brands are doing well. Some are struggling. Well, what do you think is the next big thing for customer loyalty, customer experience? You know, I, I always think of it through maybe the lens of what we're doing and why we did, you know, the subscription box with Kongbox. I think even if you went to the site, we say surprise and delight. And so I think the, the, for us, the big thing is if we're not doing that, I think we can run into some challenges with customer loyalty. I think subscription boxes in general, um, the ones that do well, uh, they, do, they focus on that surprise and delight. People who sign up for them aren't necessarily wanting to make a lot of decisions. They want you to tell them and send to them what you feel like is best for, in this case, for their dog. And so for us, it's like, what are we changing in our product and how we're delivering that experience um, that is focused on surprise and delight? And if we can do that, I think we'll always continue to, to have high customer loyalty. If we don't, then we're not going to see, you know, we're going to see more people falling off and we're not going to see that emotion happening and that engagement happening. So for us, it's, it's an ongoing three thing, honestly. Every, every week we're talking about, you know, where did we miss the mark? Where are we not providing the right toys and treats to that dog? And then how do we change what we're doing so that we're doing that? And then what are we putting in the box that's going to continue to surprise and delight them and kind of shock them that, oh, I didn't even know Kong had this product. Um, and so those are things that I think will help with, uh, with customer loyalty. I think it's honestly the next big thing is, is how do you make that happen ongoing? Absolutely. And uh, last question I have for you today is, you know, what can we, as a trade association for customer loyalty, what can we do to help you in your journey? Are there metrics or partnership opportunities or, you know, what, what, what do you need most or what would you like to have most to help you with your journey? You know, I think, I think uh, what you're doing and, and um, you know, these types of, of interviews and what you have on the site is very helpful. I think for any brand, it's just trying to understand what's working and what's not and where we may be falling short. Um, we know there's a lot more things we can do to, to provide stronger loyalty um, and we can learn from other brands. So anything that the association can do to, to maybe peel back the onion a little bit and, and provide some of that insight to us we feel like we have an amazing iconic brand, but, but things can always change and other people are, are maybe focusing on some really fun ways to create that loyalty. And so anything the association can do to help with that would be, would be very helpful for us. That's awesome. Thank you very much, Brandon, for taking the time to speak with us today. Uh, it's been great hearing about some things you're doing at Kongbox and we look forward to hearing more throughout 2020. You bet. Hey, appreciate your time too. Absolutely.